0: Thank you all for joining the second segment with Peter Chow. We're going to continue talking about the future of work, and today we will discuss how the new future of work impacts women and minorities. Um, Peter, there is a wealth of research, as you know, that suggests that flexible working may actually increase work and family conflict, because it's likely that it's going to lead to an expansion of work and at the same time increase the domestic burden on employees. And stats also suggest that women are considering leaving the workforce times more than men men right now. What are your thoughts about it?
1: So this is a really tough one. Uh, And there's going to be a lot of layers of stuff that we have to dig through here in order to understand the full picture. We're not going to get through it all in the next five minutes. But we can get into a lot of thought and and the things that we want to talk about. You have to understand a little bit of the background first. So historically, and this is a statistical fact, women do more domestic work and it's not accounted for in actual work or productivity when you look at all the labor uh, statistics but it is a fact people that are mothers people that are supporting other people around the home people that are supporting partners people that live with other people if you're a woman you tend to take on more of the domestic work and this is a this is a norm we're seeing doesn't matter where you are in the world it is it's just a fact that is known so number one women do a bit more domestic work than everyone else Second thing, overwhelmingly, when we talk about the impact of COVID-19, people that are in lower income communities, people that are uh, high BIPOCs, people that are uh, Black, Indigenous or people of color, they have been hit way harder than than our non-BIPOC community. So if you were a Black woman, there is a three times greater likelihood that during COVID-19 you lost a loved one versus if you were a non-black woman. So that, that, is a, that is a proven statistic. And so when we talk about the overwhelming disadvantages and, and challenges that women and minorities face into as part of the future work, there are some things we really have to think into and try to understand, hey, what is actually happening here? And how do we make sure that when we build this future work, when we give people options for more remote work, when we give people options for more hybrid opportunities, that it's fair, that's inclusive, that it's that it's that's different. And another thing that we want to talk through here is you know, when we talk about minority families, they have a very different nuclear family structure than most in North America. So, you know, I, I come from a, a world where I am extremely close to my parents. We spend a lot of time together. They don't live with me, but they live so close to me that I practically do live with them. I see them two or three times a week. I know, I know for hana yourself you have extended family that stay with you too
0: right absolutely yes uh, my parents are just down the street and my mother-in-law lives with us and and the pandemic actually has been quite tough just because you know she's elderly you know there is there is a lot of protocols that we had to place in-house just to make sure that we keep her safe
1: yeah, and I remember you telling me the story about uh, your mother-in-law and how important she is to your life and supporting your family and your children and, and how you really have that structure. And uh, I think the running joke was when, when you first moved in with your mother-in-law, you weren't sure how it's gonna work out and now you could give up your husband before you give up your mother-in-law.
0: Yes, don't tell my husband <laughs> that, but yes, that is <laughs> indeed true.
1: <laughs> so, but when you think about it in terms of a work situation, there's additional considerations, right? Like you said, she's elderly, she has needs. And if I go back into a work situation where I don't know vaccination status, I'm exposed to people in the bus, I'm exposed to people on my commute, can I bring that back and risk my mother-in-law? So those are, those are considerations that we have to think through for people that live with bigger families, people that live with more vulnerable people. And so future work needs to be inclusive, needs to be fair. And what I our biggest concern is, hey, if we create something in the future where you know minorities and women don't get enough FaceTime with the people that matter, the people that are like our clients, the people like our, our, our executives, the people like the mentors and sponsors, do we create two tiers of workers? People that are in the office all the time, so usually they're single or or usually they're male and uh, usually they're non-minorities. Do they have more opportunities to do that? Do they have more opportunities to see people, and engage with people and get ahead faster? We make very sure that we don't create a two-tier system.
0: So the other thing, uh, Peter, you mentioned about, you know, having unvaccinated children, Uh, I do want to bring about, I think one of the constant struggles that I have as a mom is really sending my kids to school and getting these constant alerts of, you know, COVID cases found and then having them stay at home. And then I have to work, balance my, you know, work with my kids at home, prepare lunches, dinners for them. Of course, you know, my husband's an equal contributor, but you can imagine that, you know, that creates an additional level of stress that I, I really didn't have to think of uh, pre-pandemic.
1: So when you have children, there's, this is really, really, Interesting dynamic now where at any given time you're probably pretty much on call. If your child is sick, if there's someone in your child's room that is sick, you pretty much have to drop everything and go pick them up because you what's know, more important than your kids. So when we talk about hybrid work and flexibility, this is really one of those things that come in because we're still in an uncertain situation with children. But again, it's just we have to make sure that if there is a situation where parents have to drop things to go pick the children up we don't penalize them for that we don't look at that as a, hey, is a negative they can't be fully committed to the job we have to structure it differently where we think about this in a much more flexible way so a lot of parents now that i've noticed they're, they're taking kind of alternative days so if you have to go into the office two days a week and you you would structure it so that you always have one parent at home which is great but on the other side where if it just doesn't work out you have to go uh, do something and, and drop off. We want to make sure that it's it's still a, this is okay. This is a new norm now. We know you are going to put in the, the, the work. Productivity is still high. So we don't kind of create this uh, two-tiered system. And so I mentioned this two-tiered system a lot. So I want to go there now. And again, I want to make sure that when we think about future work, we create a system where people that are working from home are not seen as people that are not as committed people that are not all in you want to make sure that everyone has that equal opportunity and they're actually now uh, you know uh, ideas of forcing people to mandatory work from home a couple of days a week so that you don't have the executives that are in six days a week you don't have the clients that expect to see their people every single day because it's a mandatory rule where you can only come in a couple of days a week Another thing that was really powerful, we learned it from Breen Brown. Uh, she talks about the meeting after the meeting, the little side huddles that happen, you know, when you walk outside of a meeting and then you actually start discussing, hey, here are some decisions we want to make. And so the, the idea was, hey, we have to ban all of those. If you want to talk about something, and you're gonna make a decision, if you want to have input into what what's going on, you do it inside the meeting because. The people that are left off the screen, people that are at home, they need to be part of that. So if you want to continue this conversation, go back in the meeting, otherwise stop. And so this is really just all talking about the new behaviors we're gonna need in order to ensure that women, minorities, and people with needs are not left behind.
0: I love that, Peter. And, And I think to just tap into creating that new environment of flexibility, and fostering also that environment of trust. Uh, I think it's critical to be able to build relationships in a virtual environment, but we'll talk to you about that in, the se- in segment number three. Thank you so much for joining us today, Peter.
1: Okay. Hey, thanks for that. I, was, I think that was a good chat. Uh, looking forward to chatting on a little bit more about what I think about post-COVID and the skills we're gonna need and, and how to help people really take advantage of the situation and the new norms.